from the Over the Top Mobile Studios at Studio 2 at the Dairy in Boulder, Colorado, Boulder Ballet's The Nutcracker Series. I'm George Thomas, talking with Anna Clare. First name, first name. I love meeting somebody else with my name situation. <laughs> yes. It works well for me, too. So, Anna, what was it about Boulder that uh, got you involved here in the ballet? I'm actually one of those weird people. I was born in Boulder. Were you really? Yeah. I didn't grow up here, but I was born in Boulder, and I came back. So tell us a little bit about what you did between being born and coming back. <laughs> I grew up on a ranch in South Park, Fair Play, Colorado, and I was well-rounded. I participated in sports and cheerleading and all the plays because I could only get to ballet once a week, and that was during good weather. Like, South Park is closed, you know, for wind at least three times a month. So, um, but I, I enjoyed it. I really liked my growing up. It was fun. And then I went to college, and I was um, dancing, a, a dance major, and the woman said, why are you here? And I said, well, I want college. And she said, we well, should go dance. You can come back to college later. Just go dance. So I left, kind of like you, when you went to wow. ski. <laughs> So I'm curious, I mean, I look at my daughter who's nine and in ballet and she comes to practice once a week and then with Nutcracker rehearsal that gets her more involved, which I think is really good. But as a, a dancer who was going one time a week, how were you able to refine your skills? I actually don't know. I mean, I, I think I, I was lucky and I have a good facility. Uh, my mom used to uh, walk me into the studio, and Maxine Williamson would just yell at her, little Anna has to get to class more than once a week. So pretty soon my mom was like, just get out of the car and go to class. I can't go in. Because I should have been going, you know, by the time I was 18, I should have been going every day. And I was still going once a week. And at what point did you really want this to become your career, your passion? Actually, when I saw Swan Lake, which is Tchaikovsky, when I was um, nine. So I knew from the get-go that I wanted to dance and do something with dance from when I was a very small child. Got to know, what was your first experience with the Nutcracker? See, that's funny. I didn't do the Nutcracker when I was little because I was never, I couldn't rehearse. So my first experience was a snowflake and um, the ballerina doll. Ballerina doll in Act 1 and a snowflake in Act 2 with um, uh, Loretto Heights. It's not Loretto Heights anymore. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's changed names so many times. But here in Colorado. Then I went to Fort Worth. And what kind of an effect did the Nutcracker have on you in that first performance? Did you enjoy it? Do you enjoy it now? I love it. I know a lot of people get sick of it. I love it. I mean, I just love the music, and it's, um, I, it's different every year because I look at the kids who audition, and I set the choreography to the dancers that I have now. And so it's different for me every year. It's new, and it's just fun watching the little ones so excited. Now, were you the person who created the plummet? No, well, yes and no. Is that a Boulder urban legend? Yes, that's okay. Boulder, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's definitely Boulder Ballet. How did that come about? Um, actually we had, well, our daughter, um, Claire, she was very small and she was too little to be 
like in the ballet really, but she lived at the studio with us because Peter and I were, you know, working all the time. And so we said, well, let's invent something so she can be in it and be in the studio. And so that's how it actually came about. So she and two of her friends were the first cast of Plumettes and they were very tiny. And I got to say, the Plumette is what really spurred my daughter into ballet because she watched the Nutcracker here in Boulder and she was like, Daddy, I want to be a Plumette. Yeah, no, it is, it's a plum roll. No, it really is. It's fun. But I have to tell you, one, one year we had a little girl who was a Plumette and then the next year she auditioned and was a Plumette again. And she was like, I don't want to be a Plumette. I want to be a mouse. They get to dance more. <laughs> Well, that, Amelia actually said no, I know. she wanted mouse and plumette this year. So. Best of both worlds. But how fun is that for a child to be able to come in and have dual role? I would think it's pretty special because that usually doesn't happen the first or second year. So I would say, yeah, that's pretty cool. And um, the Nutcracker really provides a lot of access for children to mix with professionals. Is this one of the only ballets that allows that? No. I think a lot of um, companies have children and professionals. And then in the spring, we also have a spring ballet, and we usually mix children and professionals too. But a lot of companies with the, do the Nutcracker use children, not to the degree we do, but... They have children in it. Now, I mentioned this some with Lance, so I don't want to um, go over too much that I've talked about in the past, but I do find it really interesting that you're able to work with someone who's as dedicated as a professional as well as uh, a child who's very new to performing and doesn't have maybe the same work ethic or anything there. How does that affect you as a director? Not at all. It doesn't affect me because I expect even the littlest ones, to give me their all. And they do. They do. They, if you expect someone to give you their best, they do, whether they're 3 or 80. So my mom instilled that into me. She always said, teach, teach, make them work harder. Just teach to the best, and they'll come up. And it's true, they do. Even if they're going to be just recreational dancers, you train them and treat them like they're all going to be professionals. And they just respond. I mean, they want it. They want it. They want to work hard. They want the light bulb to go off and the excitement. So they, you ask and they give. Now, the Nutcracker seems like it would be fun to direct because you can actually get creative with it to a point, can't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Though I love it. Like, my battle scene is... Actually, it's I've heard very that... Different. Yeah. No, I've heard that... The party scene and the battle scene, everybody, I shouldn't say this, a lot of people don't like the first act of the Nutcracker till snow because it's very boring. But I don't do a lot of the mime and I don't do a lot of the boring stuff because it's such fun music. It's like, let's just dance. So my party scene and battle scene are very different than most companies. And I've, I've loved doing this series because it's so fun speaking with the performers. I mean, Peter, I think, just takes the role of Drosselmeyer and owns it. He's an uncle that's mysterious that I think everybody would love to have over for Christmas. That's probably true. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Instead of making the character scary, he makes him, again, mysterious, but very fun. Yeah, no, that was something that we wanted to do, is not 
have it be scary because it would, I don't know, it doesn't seem right. And we also wanted Clara to dance because it's her dream. So most companies have Clara sitting on a throne in the second act, and it was like, what girl in their right mind would dream <laughs> someone else dancing? You know, I couldn't handle it. So, yes, with that creative part, I was talking with Danny, and it's like, gosh, you know, wouldn't you ever like the Rat King to, to win? No. No. <laughs> no, we, we kid about it all the time, but no. <laughs> so how do you take that? I mean, how are you able to bring in your own interpretations of certain scenes, whereas you can't necessarily do that with other performances? Why does that work with the Nutcracker? Because I think it's been done with so many different companies and so many different people that there isn't a set thing. There's not a, like, Petipa, for instance, in different, like, Swan Lake and stuff, there's not really a set set because it's been done all over the world, different choreographers. And it wasn't all that popular when it was released. Why did it catch on? I don't know, and it's not that popular in Europe still. Oh, it's not? It's, nope, it's an American thing. It's an American Christmas tradition. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine. It's really the kickoff way better than Black Friday. <laughs> oh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. So a year like this where there's a football game going on, how does that affect the performance? Greatly. Um, we're probably not performing on Saturday. At all. At all. We don't know that for a fact, but if the football game is a at late afternoon or evening, we can't get in there because they have to, I don't know, something about parking and tailgating. They can't, you can't park for six hours up to a game or something. I don't know. Oh, and then with television or whatever, yeah. so no times are even set on the games yet. No, 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 no. Yeah, they won't know till about two weeks out, depending on, you know, prime time. If CU or Utah is doing well, they'll get prime time Saturday evening, Saturday late afternoon. So if they're not, though, I mean, you have said probably, so there is a chance that a performance could take place, so everybody has to be ready for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have performers that are, say, in cast A or cast B. How does that work? Uh, I know even a lot of the um, company members have different roles throughout that seems like it's putting so much pressure on them to memorize their pieces. How does that happen? Well, from when you're very small, I keep telling the kids, it's not just training your muscles, it's training your brain, because you do have to pick up choreography and remember choreography very, very quickly. So um, I expect them to be able to learn all the different roles, and they do. And I've spoken with a number of the performers, and I mean, I often call them actors because they are acting and interpreting a part, interpreting the role, and you're really acting with your movement instead of speech. Is that part of what you teach? Yeah, yes. And I um, actually, that's funny you say that because levels 4A, uh, 4B, sorry, 4B through 7 have special classes, and part of it is physical theater and musical theater so that we do teach acting because it, it is very important. If you can't act, you really can't be, well, you could be a core dancer, but you can't be a soloist or principal if you can't act, because it's so expressive. And do you encourage people to bring their own interpretation to a role? How do you do that as a director? 
Yes, I do. And some of it's sometimes it's very interesting because I will say, you know, this is your time to show me like your personality as a party girl in this scene. And sometimes they just look at you like they, you know, they, you have to tell them what to do. And some kids just will go with it. So, I mean, it's amazing the difference in that ability that kids have. Some of them, you have to tell them what to do all the time. And some of them, you just give them a framework and they just fill it out. It's so, it's, I love to watch that. Now, do you ever perform still? I don't. I haven't performed in a long time. Do you miss it? Um, no. No. I mean, I, when I first... No, actually, I did, never missed it. I quit dancing ballet early, but I performed modern dance with Third Law, Katie Elliott. I don't know if you've ever... It's a great troupe, but I performed with her for a while, and then it was just like, I don't really want to keep in that good of shape. I don't want to be up late at night because I have children to get up in school and it was like my life was full enough. What's your favorite uh, form of dance? Oh, ballet. It is? Yeah. So Anna, there was a big change to the set and I really felt a big change to the performance. I felt it became a lot more fun in 2015. Were you a part of that? Yes, yes. We had, um, we started having meetings over the summer, like a year and a half ago to talk about the set and we talked and all the logistics and I wanted like the whole living room to grow instead of the tree and at first everyone was like no 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 and then they were like okay we'll try and then I wanted mouse holes which I'm not sure people saw last year but we're gonna have it lit differently so that as the living room grew the mouse holes opened and the mice came actually out from the set and so that was part of it and the, I don't know, the Sugar Plum Land was more, it was brighter, it was definitely brighter, which we all wanted, a bright, happy Sugar Plum Land. Well, and I also felt that Peter, as Drosselmeyer, brought in a lot more juggling, and he seemed more interactive with a lot of the cast, which I also thought added a dimension of fun. That's actually been there for a while, because we had another Drosselmeyer, John Held, who actually also juggled too. Mm -hmm. So the juggling part has been in there a lot. Um, but it, yeah, Peter's amazing. Well, Anna, this is such a fun and memorable performance of the Nutcracker. Are tickets still available? I believe so. You can go to boulderphil.org forward slash Nutcracker. And if you can't come to Thanksgiving weekend, you can catch it in Longmont the next weekend with the Longmont Symphony Orchestra. So that'd be December 3rd and 4th. And then are there any other activities going on? Nutcracker tea? Yes, there's a Nutcracker tea the next weekend at the Boulder, Boulderado. Oh, there is? Yeah, Saturday and Sunday. And is any, do you have to buy tickets to that? How does that work? Yes, you do. At the, at, go to Bo the Boulderado Hotel and we'll have... Um, dancers dressed up and just wandering through the tea and Peter will probably be juggling or doing magic I think is what he does during the teas so it'll be a lot of fun all right well I wish you all the best and uh, really looking forward to seeing the show this year thank you I hope you enjoy it thank you Anna Claire joining us from studio two in Boulder Colorado I'm George Thomas